Well, Omicron continues to affect the world of sports. Hockey Canada has announced that they've just pulled out of this year's Spangler Cup. Mike Arsenault is host of Global News Weekend, and he joins us now for uh, more on this and just uh, how this new variant is affecting the world of uh, sports. Hey, Mike, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Well, I'm okay. Uh, the Spangler Cup, uh, it's hockey's oldest international tournament. It was set to begin Boxing Day in Switzerland, and it will now do so, Mike, uh, without Team Canada. That is true. And, Jeff, the thing is, all the players who would typically play for the Spangler Cup for Canada, of course, they are non-NHL players. All those players who are supposed to play in the Spangler Cup may be needed to play for Team Canada at the Olympics because there's discussions going on right now between the NHL and NHLPA of whether or not NHL players will, in fact, be going to Beijing. They're supposed to make the decision by January 10th. I have a feeling they're going to decide not to go here in the next couple of days. All right, what do you think this means for the World Juniors? Because that's uh, where my mind immediately went when I just saw this news regarding the Spengler Cup, because the World Juniors also slated to begin, of course, traditionally on Boxing Day. They've uh, reduced the pre-tournament schedule, uh, Mike, but with the NHL canceling games, what do you think is the realistic likelihood of this tournament uh, going forward, going ahead? Well, I think Hockey Canada wants to get the tournament going at all possible uh, with the... Uh, Full teams participating. Of course, they might have to do something with uh, with the crowds. But I mean, I'm not sure how you can have a World Junior tournament when we're seeing all of these dominoes fall. We just had another two teams uh, in the NHL. They have uh, stopped their schedule until the end of the Christmas break. Montreal Canadiens, Columbus Blue Jackets. We just mentioned the Spengler Cup. So I don't really know how, in good conscience, we can have these kids again under uh, under 20 kids from all over the world playing in Alberta, it just doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense to have this tournament go on. Yeah, I mean, is there an argument that can be made that at least you can sort of bubble in this sort of a tournament when you've got a predetermined number of teams all playing at one or two different facilities? Is it at least somewhat similar to what we saw with kind of the Northern Division or the Canadian Division last year in the NHL? Well, I think that's the argument that IIHF and Hockey Canada will make the fact that all the teams are already here. You can bubble them. You can make the decision what they're going to do uh, with crowd sizes. We've seen, of course, the Montreal Canadiens before their season was today. They played in front of no fans at the Bell Centre. We've seen capacities in Ontario. They've been reduced to 50%. So I think if you do something like that, and again, yeah, I guess since the teams are already here, you could potentially put the tournament on, but it just it's not a great look when you're – putting kids again under 20 kids on the ice when you have the professionals saying hold on we should take a look at this and maybe uh, pause and come back in the new year and see where things are at with this new variant all right and speaking of those uh, professionals you mentioned the olympics moments ago mike what are the uh, like chances the likelihood here of nhl players i mean there was a lot of talk and a lot of hope just say weeks ago a few weeks ago maybe a month ago that how exciting this would be to see Connor McDavid suit up for Team Canada in the Olympics, uh, maybe with, uh, I don't know, who knows, Mitch Marner on his uh, wing. Uh, There's a lot of excitement building for this uh, tournament, but it does not seem as if NHL players are going overseas. No, I would say it's slim to none. As I mentioned off the top, Jeff, they have until January 10th to make the decision. And the fact that the NHL and NHLPA are having discussions this week, that doesn't portend well that, in fact, NHL players will be going to Beijing. And it's disappointing because if we think back to 2018, NHL players didn't play 
uh, in the Winter Olympics in Russia. So we have to go back to 2014, the last time that NHL players suited up uh, in Olympic hockey. So it looks like that's not going to happen, unfortunately, for this year. And it really just comes down to if one of the te- if any of the players tested positive well in China, Jeff, the quarantine policy was potentially up to five weeks. You can't have these guys going to play in the Olympics in Beijing for hockey and then potentially coming down with COVID, and then they're stuck in China for upwards of a month when the regular season will be back on. Teams are just not going to go for that, and players themselves wouldn't want to be apart from their families for that long. Mm -hmm. And never mind hockey, just the Olympics as a whole. You have to wonder whether or not... uh... You know, it's going to happen, uh, whether or not, uh, you know, Omicron is uh, going to continue to build uh, around the world over the coming weeks and, and months. And maybe the entire games gets canceled. Uh, who knows? We'll have to wait and see there. And speaking of cancellations, what's the likelihood of the NHL getting up and going after the holiday break? I mean, you mentioned the Blue Jackets and the Canadians. Uh, Maple Leafs, they've shut down all hockey operations until December 26th. They uh, announced that, uh, I guess, late uh, yesterday. Uh, with more and more teams kind of shutting down now, uh, the likelihood of the season, uh, even getting an 82-game schedule, full schedule in of uh, regular season games, doesn't seem very likely right now, Mike. Well, here's the thing where the NHL could potentially benefit from not going to Beijing because the league was going to take a two- to three-week break for the Olympics in February. So there's a chance those dates to make up any games that you're missing here. But uh, unfortunately, a lot, of, uh, a lot of arenas, a lot of stadiums, slots uh, in that two to three week window with concerts, et cetera. But I mean, concerts might not be going on as well. So it is a, a major headache for the NHL. Unlikely that they are going to get that 82 game season in, as you mentioned, Jeff. And I think at last check, there were still supposed to be 12 NHL games played between now and the Christmas break. I think it would be prudent for the NHL to just cancel the rest of the slate and try and start fresh again uh, early in the new year and hope they can kind of get a damper on this new variant Omicron and then potentially at least continue on with the season as we move into uh, the middle of January. Joined by Mark, uh, Mike uh, Arsenal, sorry, from uh, Global News uh, Weekend. And Mike also wanted to talk to you here this afternoon about uh, yesterday and really the uh, weekend when it comes to Tiger Woods playing with his 12-year-old son, Charlie, which was great to see, but it was also equally great to see uh, Tiger Woods swinging a golf club once again. What did you think of Tiger's performance? Well, two things, Jeff. I'm impressed with your restraint that we waited until uh, the first half hour of the show to talk about (laughs) Tiger Woods. So I'm impressed with you there. And secondly, I'm literally in a golf simulator right now hitting balls. So that's how much I was inspired by seeing (laughs) Tiger tee it up. I'm trying to work on my own swing. I've never been more jealous of a 12-year-old like I am with Charlie Woods. So I'm trying to perfect my Charlie swing as we speak. Yeah, now Tiger was in a uh, golf cart because he says he still doesn't have the endurance to uh, walk a golf course. And this was a very flat golf course they were playing uh, this week. So, uh, again, he's trying to uh, temper expectations. You've been really good at kind of uh, reading between the lines when it comes to Tiger. I remember when he uh, was first uh, on Instagram hitting balls, you said he would be back and play in this very tournament that we saw him in this weekend. That came true. Do you think that we're going to see Tiger Woods back on the PGA Tour, Mike, sooner rather than later and do you think he'll make the masters the first major of the season okay first prediction jeff 100 percent tiger will tee it up in an actual pga tour event in 2022 whether it's augusta i think that remains to be seen but my prediction would be the fact that tiger teed it up um 
throughout the weekend playing with Charlie. He was hitting drives over 300 yards again. His average ball speed was pretty much equivalent to a regular tour pro. So the speed is there. It's just whether he can put four rounds together. My thinking is he wouldn't have played this past weekend and have all of this groundswell of uh, publicity and people talking about when is Tiger going to return if he didn't have Augustus circled on his calendar for early April. Yeah, and by the way, we should mention the 11 birdies in a row the two of them had uh, yesterday. I mean, that was phenomenal. Well, Jeff, I get nervous just playing in front of my friends. Like, I just I had to remind myself that Charlie Woods was 12 years old. All of this pressure, NBC cameras on him, hundreds, thousands of people watching the tournament. And the kid was just so cool under pressure. And Tiger, again, what did he say all week long? This is just a hit and giggle. I'm just going to enjoy myself. But you could see once they started putting all those birdies together, they turned on the game face. They had the Sunday red on. And Tiger was disappointed when he missed that eight-foot birdie putt on 18 to put a little pressure on Team Daly. It was just fantastic to see. And Charlie really is a clone of Tiger. They had the same mannerisms. Uh, and it was just right. it was a, tr- a treat to watch. And I'd love to see them tee it up maybe in the next 10 years in an actual PGA, turn, uh, PGA Tour tournament together. All right, I can hear them uh, hitting balls in the background. We'll let you get back to it there, Mike, and thank you for this. Uh, appreciate it, and for uh, not talking beforehand. Have a great holiday. Thanks, Jeff. You too, and I'll see you in the simulator at some point in the new year. You got it. Mike Arsenault with us from Global News Weekend here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.